This is New Life Christian Fellowship's weekly message podcast. You can find us online at newlifepetaluma.org. And now, this week's message. I love that lyric in that song where we just sing our prayer and we say, I'm going to praise you before my breakthrough. There's such a beautiful affirmation of the goodness of God when we say that. And I think we can say it with confidence because I believe that God has a future he wants to lead us into that's brilliant and beautiful and it's absolutely for us. And I think we can have confidence in that because of what we've seen God do in our story what we've seen God do by sending Jesus into this world on our behalf. That's the, the greatest act of love we could ever hope to see or experience. What God has done for us through Jesus. And when we see Jesus move in our story, we realize that God does have a future for us. That's brilliant. I, I think the challenge for us is whether or not we're actually going to trust God enough with our today to step into that future he wants to lead us into. Because have you ever noticed how crazy today can get? Anyone out there? (laughs) Yeah, slightly, right? Like it's amazing how, how undone I can become in my declaration of hope and who God is because of something that spins me in my today. I'm, I'm sometimes taken back with how fickle I can be. God, you're awesome. Let's do this. Wait, what's happening? (laughs) And it's amazing how often this can happen in our stories. And I think one of the great tragedies in life is when we allow those momentary fears to hold us back from stepping into that future that God wants to lead us into. I know for me, so often, part of the reason why I allow the fears to consume me why I allow the fears to hold me back from what God wants to lead me into is because I get freaked out when I don't have a clear view of the big picture. Like there's so many times in my story where I'm like, God, what's the plan? Like, could you, I, like just help me see a little bit of what's going on because if I could see just a bigger view of what's going on, then I would trust you more. And yet, it seems as if God's not always that interested in telling me the plan. (laughs) It seems as if God is more interested in something else than me just having a picture of the plan. I think what God actually wants for us, more than seeing the plan, is for us to see him at work in the story in the midst of the plan. Because I think when we actually begin to see God move in the story, it doesn't matter what the plan is anymore. Because I know he's on my side. I know he's at work in my life. I know that he's actually calling me into something really good. And whatever the plan may be, I'm with you, God. So let's get after it together. And I I think we see this dynamic with God working with us as people time and time again. And and if we want to actually experience the new that God wants to lead us into... I think there's a wrestling we have to do with him in our own stories. Like, God, will I trust you with my today, even if I don't see the big picture? Will I trust you with what you're doing right now and take a step into what you've called me to do? And so I want to take some time today and look at a story, one of the epic stories we have in the pages of this book in our Bibles, 
One of the, the stories we see in the very beginning books of our Bible where, where God's working in the life of his people and, and he has done something incredible to rescue them out of generational slavery, centuries of slavery, and he's wanting to lead them into this promised future that he had made to their ancestors and yet he's going to take them on a journey so they can discover him. And the whole time when we see this story, you're kind of like, God, what, wait, wait, what's the plan? What are you doing? It's the story where God brings them to this moment against the Red Sea, and he's going to lead them across the Red Sea on dry ground. Now, have you seen the movie? Like, are you familiar with the story at all? Maybe, like, like if, depending on how old you are, it was Charlton Heston. It is Charlton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is Moses. Or if you're, like, like my age, Gen X, like, it was the, the, the film that we got to see, you know, Prince of Egypt. If you're younger, then maybe you've never heard the story before, which is cool why we're going to look at the story. But I think what's so amazing about what we have in this book is this, it's this collection of stories, these books, where we see God at work in the story. And the second half of this book is where we meet Jesus. And, and what's so beautiful about discovering Jesus is here we see Jesus stepping into the story because God promised to send a rescuer from the very beginning of the book. When it all went sideways, when our first parents didn't trust God, when they said, hey, we, we, we think you're holding out on us. And and they did the one thing God said not to do, and brokenness entered the story, and we broke, and this thing called sin and dysfunction entered the race. And yet in that moment, God didn't abandon us. God said, I will send a rescuer. And so the first part of our Bible, what we call the Old Testament, is God working in the human race to fulfill that promise, and it's messy. It's ugly. It's dark. It's full of all kinds of stuff because it's the story of us as God works in the story. And so what we're going to see in this is that God's working at this time in, in the story because he's wanting to save this group of people because it's through them he's going to fulfill the promise. And so that's why he goes to bat to fight for them when they're in generational slavery. And so he contends with Pharaoh through this guy Moses, and there's this epic showdown that goes down. And so through this series of wonders and, and miracles, God fights against the gods of Egypt to show that he's greater so that Pharaoh finally says, fine, get out of here, let the people go. And so these people are now being set free to walk into their future as Moses is leading them. And this is where we jump into the story in the book of Exodus. And this is what we read in Exodus 13. We're told that when Pharaoh finally let the people go, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. So that this promised land that God, that God had promised these people, he's about to send them into it. But he's like, you know, we're... We're going to take the long way because there's some things that you need to understand about yourself and there's some things you need to understand about who I am. And, and so this is why God said, if the people are faced with the battle, they might change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them on a roundabout way through the wilderness toward the Red Sea. Thus the Israelites left Egypt like an army ready for battle. So catch this. God sees them and he knows more about them than they know about themselves. They're walking out of generational slavery ready for a fight. Like if you've been abused, beaten down, you've got a chip on your shoulder and you're like, let's do this. Let's step into this moment. Yeah. And God's like, mm, you're not ready. Like the first sign of opposition, you're going to fold and run. So I'm going to do something. And so now God begins to speak to Moses. Okay, here's the plan. And so this is what we read, Exodus 14. Then the Lord gave these instructions to Moses. Order the Israelites to turn back and camp by Piharoth. I'm going to just pretend like I know how to say these words, so just go with me. Between Migdal and the sea. 
and camp there along the shore across from Baal Zephon. Then Pharaoh will think the Israelites are confused. They're trapped in the wilderness. And once again, I will harden Pharaoh's heart and he will chase after you. I have planned this in order to display my glory through Pharaoh and his whole army. After this, the Egyptians will know that I'm the Lord. So the Israelites camped there as they were told. Okay, look, this is the plan God tells Moses. As you're walking into your freedom, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take the long route, and then I want you to go camping. I know that sounds nice, like, oh, camping, a day by the sea, this is going to be awesome. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to stir Pharaoh, and he's going to come after you. That's the plan. If I'm Moses, I've got some questions. Because remember, he hasn't seen the movie. He's living it. He doesn't know what's about to happen. This is all God has told him. So here's the deal. I'm going to stir Pharaoh up. He's going to come after you, and I'm going to get the glory, Moses. It's going to be awesome. What? How? Huh? Huh? Like, like God, you want us to do what? Yeah, go, Moses. That's the plan. Now, if you're the leader of this group of people, could you imagine, hey, we're going to go for a little vacation along the seashore. It's going to be great. Like, do you tell them the plan? <laughs> So the story continues, exactly like God has said, this is what's going to happen. So when word reached the king of Egypt that the Israelites had fled, Pharaoh said to his officials, Pharaoh and his officials changed their minds. What have we done letting all these Israelite slaves go away, they asked. Like, we just lost our labor force, and we didn't even have to pay minimum wage. So Pharaoh harnessed his chariot and called up his troops. He took with him 600 of Egypt's best chariots, along with the rest of the chariots of Egypt and with its commander, with its commanders. The Lord hardened the heart of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, so he chased after the people of Israel, who left with fists raised in defiance. So remember how they're walking out of Egypt thinking they're all that? Here's how they're doing. And I have to wrestle a little bit. Like, what do you mean you're going to harden Pharaoh's heart? And, and I don't really know how that fully works, but here's what I do know. Pharaoh made a choice, and God said, fine, have it your way. I think that's maybe what it means when, when, when our hearts are hardened. God lets us have the things we're choosing. And I think that's what's going on here with Pharaoh. And yet God's like, okay, but watch what I'm still going to do. So Pharaoh now comes charging after him. So the Egyptians chased after them with all the forces in Pharaoh's army, all his horses and chariots, the charioteers and his troops. The Egyptians caught up with the people of Israel as they were camped beside the shore near Piharoth, across from Baal Zephon. So that's not a good moment, right? Like here you are walking into your future thinking like, look how awesome this is. We're just camping along the seaside and suddenly the greatest power in the world comes storming after you. But if you're walking out with your fist raised, what are you ready to do, right? All right, let's come on, Pharaoh, bring it. <laughs> no. As Pharaoh approached, the people of Israel looked up and panicked when they saw the Egyptians overtaking them. And they cried out to the Lord, and they said to Moses, Why did you bring us out here to die in the wilderness? Weren't there enough graves for us in Egypt? What have you done to us? Why did you make us leave Egypt? Didn't we tell you this would happen while we were still in Egypt? We said, leave us alone. Let us be slaves to the Egyptians. It's better to be a slave in Egypt than a corpse in the wilderness. I mean, here's God wanting to lead them into their future. And at the first sign of trouble, they just want to go back to the dysfunction. They just want to go back to the brokenness of their old lives. 
I mean, how often is God wanting to lead us into something really good, and at the first sign of trouble or the first sign of challenge, we're like, you know what, God, thank you. Just, I'd rather go back to that broken mess I was living in. That's what's going on here. And yet they have a leader, Moses. And so what's the leader supposed to do when the people panic? He's supposed to tell them the plan. Except Moses doesn't know the plan. All Moses knows is like, yeah, God said we're supposed to hang out here. And yeah, I know this was supposed to happen. And so look at what Moses does. Then Moses told the people, don't be afraid. Just stand still and watch the Lord rescue you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never be seen again. The Lord himself will fight for you. Just stay calm. You know what I love about Moses in this moment? He's literally making it up. Because he doesn't know what's about to happen. All he knows is that God said, come here and I'm going to get the glory. And, and yet what Moses knows enough is that, God, I know you're good and I know you're pretty fierce and strong. So somehow I figure you're going to work things out. So I'm just going to tell the people to calm down and trust you. Does that work? I think sometimes we have this expectation of our leaders. Could you have it all figured out? And I just, I love Moses. He's just kind of, he's, he's literally leading on the fly. Because again, he hasn't seen the movie. So the story continues. Then the Lord said to Moses, why are you crying out to me? <laughs> I don't know, because you're God? <laughs> like, like there, there's so much, I think, humor that we miss sometimes in the scriptures because it's like, oh, it's a sacred book. Yes, there's sacredness, but it's like real people figuring it out. And I think like, like, God, what do you mean why am I crying out to you? You're God. My story is going crazy. What are you doing? Why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to get moving. Where do we go? We're backed up against the sea. There's the army in front of us. And yet when God says to move, sometimes the best thing you can do is take a step, even when it seems like you're stepping into the impossible. Tell the people to get moving. Moses, pick up your staff and raise your hand over the sea. Divide the water so the Israelites can walk through the middle of the sea on dry ground. And I will harden the hearts of the Egyptians, and they will charge in after the Israelites. My great glory will be displayed through Pharaoh and his troops, his chariots and his charioteers. When my glory is displayed through them, all Egypt will see my glory and know that I am the Lord. And again, if I'm Moses, God, you know I don't know how to do that, right? And yet in that moment of desperation, when all you have is an impossible decision, I'll take that option. So God, okay. And Moses does this, and then God begins to move. And I love this, that as soon as he takes a step of faith, God shows up and begins to move. And as Moses raises his, his hand, his staff over the waters, we're told that God begins to show up in the story in a very powerful way. And he puts his presence, which was in this cloud between himself and the army, between the Israelites and the army, so that they are confused and they can't see what's going on. And then we're told that God causes a wind to begin to blow across the seas. And it blows all night, pushing the waters back, creating dry ground. And then he tells the people, start walking across. And when they begin to take that step of faith, they see God begin to move on their behalf. And they start walking across the water. Or walking across dry ground in the middle of the water. And then about halfway through, God's like, now watch what I'm going to do. <laughs> And the cloud disperses, and the Egyptian army sees what's going on. And their first reaction is, let's get them, which I think is kind of stupid, personally. Because when you see something that phenomenal going on, I think your first reaction might be, hey, we might be on the wrong side. 
Like, what's going on? Like, this God that just contended for these people is now seems to be moving again on their, their behalf. Maybe we should step back and just figure some things out. But again, their hearts have been so hardened in their choices that they chase in after them. And as soon as the Israelites step out on the other side, God closes the sea and washes them away. And we're told that when the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians, they were filled with awe before him. They put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses. And I think what's so amazing about this moment is that they got to see God move in a way they'd never seen him move before. They got to see God do something in their story that changed their future forever. And in that moment, they realized two things with certainty. The first thing that they realized is that they will never again have to look over their shoulder and worry about their past. They will never again have to look over their shoulder and wonder if Pharaoh is going to come after them. Because when God sets you free, he sets you free. The past no longer holds you. But the second thing that they realize in this moment, God, you're at work in our story. See, they were walking out of Egypt with this self-confidence, thinking that they were all that. And I'm not against self-confidence. Yes, let's have a healthy view of who we are. But confidence in yourself will only take you so far. And when you encounter something greater than yourself, you crumble. That's what happened. They walked out with fists raised, and then Pharaoh shows up, and they're like, let's be slaves again. And yet here's God, no, I want you to see a confidence in something greater than yourself. I want you to see me. Because when I show up in your story, that changes everything. See, they were walking into their future now, having confidence that God was in their story, which meant that the, the next time God wanted to move, they could take that next step. Because God, I've seen you move in the story. God, I've seen what you've done. I'm going to trust you, and so I'm going to take the next step, and I'm going to take the next step, and I'm going to keep walking into this future that you have for me because I know you are a part of the story, and you are with me. See, God has a future that he wants to lead you into. And God has a future he wants to lead us into because he is always on the move in our lives for our good. The question is, are we going to trust him enough with right now moments to see what he wants to do? And so as we look at this story, I think one of the things that that, that stirs as I look at the story is, hey friends, if we want to step into the future that God has for us, we have to not get hung up on having to see the full plan. We have to be willing to let go of our need to be in control. We have to be willing to let go of our need to see the full plan and not get hung up on the fact that we may not fully understand it. Because again, I think what God wants more than us seeing the plan is for us to see him on the move in the story as he unfolds the plan. Because here's, here's what I think, and this is me kind of just reflecting on my own life, so you can tell me if you think you're, you're as awesome as I am. <laughs> See, I think if, if I could see the full plan, if God showed up and said, Joel, here's the full, full plan of what I'm going to do, my response is not going to be cool. If I could see the full plan, I think my response is going to be, how? Like, how are you going to do that? Like, what is going to happen is I'm going to step into a moment of paralysis by analysis. Like, could you imagine if God pulled Moses aside a little bit before that time and said, hey, Moses, here's what's going to happen, and then you're going to part the waters. And I think Moses understands physics enough at this point in human history to be like, that's not possible, God. How is that going to happen? 
And then you're going to stir up Pharaoh to come and charge and attack us? Like, how is that going to turn out for us, God? And I think we will how the plan to death instead of trusting God with the step he's calling us to take. And I think there's times where God won't show us the plan because he wants us to experience something greater than simply understanding the plan. I also know in my own story that there's times where if God showed me the full plan, there's no way I would take the step. There's no way. Go back to 2019. Hey, Joel, you and your family, your time in Canada is is coming to an end. That was hard because we put our lives into that place. But I've got something new for you. And so I want you to take a step, but here's what's going to happen. You're going to step into this new context of being church. You're going to face challenges and resistance. And oh, by the way, there's going to be a global pandemic and everything will shut down for like a year and a half and you won't even have proximity to the new church that I want you to be a part of and it's going to be lonely and scary. Are you ready? I would be living in Canada right now. I would love to tell you that I'm more courageous than that, but that's just who I am. God, thank you that you just showed me the next step to take. Because I don't know if I would trust you with the big picture. But I also think there's another reason God doesn't always show us the plan. Because I think that we would also fall into trusting in the plan instead of trusting in the one who unfolds the plan. Because if I have the full plan, why do I really need to trust God? Well, no, I'm just on step 62. Thank you. And I think, again, what God wants for us More than understanding the plan, I think God wants us to see him in the middle of the story. God wants us to see him move, to see the greatness of the one who's at work in our lives. The greatness of the one who holds us and fights for us and walks with us as he leads us into the future he's bringing us into. As he leads us into the future he's preparing for us because you know what's awesome about seeing God at work in the plan? I don't care about the plan anymore. I've seen you. I've seen you move, and God, come what may, come hell or high water, it doesn't matter. I've seen you move in the story. I've seen you do a work in my life. I've seen what you can do, and so here I come. I can handle this because you've got a handle on me. You've got a hold of me. And so I'm going to take the next step, even though there's fear and trembling in the journey. I'm going to take the next step because I know how great you are. See, I think there are some of us, we've never seen God do great things because we've come to that point of taking the step, and we didn't take it. And I, and I don't say that to, 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 to rub it in your face. All I would say is, hey, if you want to see God do something great, be willing to trust him with the step he puts in front of you. Be willing to take that step and let him amaze you because there's a future he has for you. There's a future that he has for every single one of us, and he's got us in the midst of it if we will let him move in the story. And so here we are, stepping stepping out of COVID, hopefully. (laughs) What's the new God has for you. Well, what's the new he wants to lead you into in this coming year? I don't presume, 
I don't presume to answer that question for you because I'm not God in your story. Like, I, I'm, I'm only a fellow adventurer trying to figure it out too who gets just as freaked out as you do, <laughs> who gets just as overwhelmed with his own fears as you do with yours. But here's what I will presume to tell you. Just like Moses said to the people, don't be afraid. Watch as God will fight for you today. Stay calm and watch him move. And I say that to you because I have to say that to my own heart and my own spirit every single day. That here's a God who is so good and so great, who's at work in the story, that he will fight for you because there's a future he wants to lead you into that is bright and brilliant. But we have to be willing to trust him with today. And when God says, move, take that step toward what he puts in front of us, even when that step seems impossible. But God, it's water, it's an ocean. How are we going to walk forward? Move and watch what I'm going to do. Take that step and let me work in your life and let me amaze you so that you will trust me with the step after this one. Because if you think this is a big step, you ain't seen nothing yet. But if you let me amaze you today, you'll take that next step tomorrow and the step after that and the step after that. So move. Move towards that relationship that seems impossible to you right now. Where what God wants to do is to lead you into freedom because he wants to invite you into a step of forgiveness. Either a forgiveness you need to ask for or a forgiveness that you need to give. But let him move you into freedom in that place. Or take a step of extraordinary generosity that God's been stirring in your heart with your time or your resources or your money because God wants to move you into a place of freedom from a scarcity mindset into realizing that he is enough and you can trust him and that when you pour your resources into the things that he's doing, it's an investment that pays off for eternity. Or move towards that act of obedience he's calling you to. This seems so scary because, God, if I trust you with this, it goes against my culture, it goes against the ways of this world, but how do I really know I can trust you with this? Take that step and let him amaze you. Let him show you what he wants to do. Because being faithful in those moments is how you step into the future he wants to lead you into. Because when we trust him with today, we get to step into tomorrow with him. Faithfulness pays off. Faithfulness means to be full of faith, full of trust. And faithfulness today leads to a beautiful tomorrow. And see, this isn't simply true for you as an individual or for me as an individual. This is also true for us as a church. That if we will be faithful collectively as a church to the things that God is doing for us today, we will step into the future he has for us as a church that's going to be brilliant and beautiful. Because I don't think God's done with us. I think if God was done with us, these doors wouldn't reopen on the other side of COVID. I believe that God has plans for us. I believe that God has intention for us in this space, in this area, to make a difference for his namesake in the world. But we have to be faithful to what he's calling to us today, even if we don't have the full big picture, as we take that step forward. A couple of weeks ago, a group of 19 of us 
got to go down to Mexico to be a part of this missions trip that we were doing. And let me just tell you, that was an amazing trip. I can't wait to share more of it with you in the coming weeks. But you know when we had to plan that trip? In the height of COVID, when it made no sense to dream beyond the borders of the house. And yet God put something in the hearts of enough of us that what we knew we needed to do was to say yes to this opportunity, even though it made no sense at the time we said yes, because we didn't know June 15th was coming. We didn't know where, like, it's not like COVID was like on a clear line on the calendar. Hey, COVID will be over. Go for it. All we knew is that God said, would you say yes to this and watch what I'm going to do? And the things that we got to be a part of on that week, like we got to build a home for this family, this single mom escaping brokenness and abuse, trying to save her family of five, and we got to be a part of building a safe place for this family. And we got to partner with this amazing organization called Dorothy's House that had worked with this woman to give her a safe place. We got to see so many amazing things because God has a future for us as a church that's brilliant, and it's not just about us. It's about what we get to be a part of when we give him our faithfulness and see what he wants to do through us in the world around us, that we as a church will get to make a difference in this world in Jesus' name if we simply be faithful to what he's calling us to today. And so as your as your as your fearless lead pastor, <laughs> let me tell you, I believe that God has a future for us as a church. So do you know, do you want to know what the plan is? <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh my gosh. God, how do, how do we walk forward out of COVID? Wear, wear a mask, apparently. God, there's this Delta strain. What does that mean? Now, I'll tell you this. As, as, as leaders, pastors, and stewards, we have intention. We're talking through our language and our strategies that we believe God has called us to. So yes, we have intention to walk forward. But what's God's plan? As soon as he lets me know, I'll tell you. (laughs) But here's what I do know. We've got some serious challenges ahead of us. I mean, we're walking out of COVID, still trying to figure out who is this church collectively that's going to seek to make a difference in our context together. Man, our staff team is the smallest it's ever been. Our budget is upside down. Like so many times I'm like, God, what is the plan? (laughs) You know, what I know God is saying is be faithful to what I put in front of you today and watch me move in the story. Because more than having a view of the plan, I want to have a view of him at work amongst us. So here's what I'm going to do every single week. I'm going to show up and step into what God's doing. I'm going to show up And say, God, what do you want from me today? How can I be faithful to the things you're putting in front of me today? And if you will also commit to that, together we will step into the future God has for us. So next week, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to show up. How about you? And when there's an opportunity to serve another person in this church, I'm going to do my best to step into that moment. How about you? 
as we rebuild our next-gen ministry, we need you to come back and show up. If you're still at home but you're not at risk, please show up. As we rebuild the tech teams, as we rebuild all the opportunities that God has for us as a church, if we will be faithful to what he puts in front of us today, friends, there's no end to the future he wants to lead us into. 22 years, Ron? 22 years? We ain't seen nothing yet. And we've seen some awesome things already. So worship team, come on up. We're going to pray in this moment through a song we're going to sing. And I just want to invite you, church, watching online, gathered in this room together, let's like this song our prayer. Like, God, we're going to trust you. We're going to trust you with today because we want to see the tomorrow you have for us. And so, Lord, here we are in this place, so grateful that we can gather together again. And yet when we never take for granted the fact that the reason we show up is to encounter you so you will change our stories so we can change the stories of others as you work through us. And so here in this place, we give you our yes. Here in this place, we give you the faithfulness of today because we want to see all that you have for us tomorrow. We trust you. Help us to trust you. Amen, amen. We hope you enjoyed this week's message. You can find more information about New Life, including contact information at newlifepetaluma.org. Thanks for listening.